At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a tough road trip for us, but, you know, for the most part, we were in a lot of those games, and to come out here and, you know, grind one out and end the road trip with one, it's, you know, it's big. That's not ideal, but we showed up every day with the same attitude, you know, trying to get out there and, you know, grind and pull out some wins, and it didn't happen, but we did it tonight, so... Well, Brian Reynolds and David Bednar have it in gear, and the Pirates snapped their nine-game losing streak by beating the Cardinals last night. Now, can the rest of the team start putting it together? Uh, Who am I kidding? Baby steps, right? Although, I should point out, the Cubs are coming to town soon. And my God, they make these Pirates look like the we-are-a-family team from 1979. I'm Tim Benz. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast. Glad you're with us here on a Thursday the U.S. Open going on now, and Bet Rivers giving you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open and receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts or while the players are on the course. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing it at Bet Rivers. Go to Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stanley Cup Finals last night. Colorado opened with a 4-3 win over Tampa Bay on Andre Burakovsky's overtime goal to hold serve as minus 150 favorites. The line is the same for Game 2 on Saturday. And the total, once again, is at 6. The Avs are now minus 285 to win the Stanley Cup. Plus 240 coming back on the Lightning. That's not an awful bet 
We saw what happened when the Lightning got down 0-2 against the Rangers before getting home ice, right? I have the Avalanche to win the series, though, but they had to fight like hell, didn't they? And I did have them last night, too. The Bolts are just so hard to kill. Up 3-1, hanging on for dear life. The Avalanche get it to overtime, and they did win there after the Lightning tied it up at 3-3. NBA Finals, the Warriors look to finish off Boston, but the Celtics are at minus 4, and the money line is minus 170. The series odds have the Warriors in 6 at plus 145, Warriors in 7 at plus 135, Celtics in seven, plus 290. I'm going to follow Mike Pursuta's advice on this one from yesterday on our podcast, and I I know my Celtics in six long shot bet is now shot, so I'm just going to ride out game six as it is on my Celtics series bet. Then I'll hedge if I want to for game seven on the Warriors' money line. We'll see. Let's figure out how game seven looks should the Celtics force it, and we'll see what the numbers look like. Back to baseball, I had a split night, slightly better than worse. The Avs winning game one helped. I had San Diego over the Cubs in baseball, was at 12-5 last night, but I had the Yankees and Rays over seven, that pushed. I hate when over-unders, especially in baseball, are on a non-hook. That just to me is worthless, I hate it. Uh, Then I had a four-teamer going on a parlay. Cardinals, Dodgers, Red Sox, and Blue Jays, and the Cardinals screwed it up by losing to the Pirates. When they came back from 4-0 down, I thought St. Louis was going to come back and win it like they did the day before. I really did, like the Cardinals did the Pirates earlier in the series, erasing a 5-0 deficit. But the Bucks killed the parlay. Now they get the Giants for three starting tomorrow. Then the Cubs. My God, the Cubs are bad. The Cubs... Come to town Monday through Thursday of next week. They have an even worse record at 23 and 39 than the Pirates at 25 and 37. They've lost nine of their last 10 games as well. In their last four games, the Cubs have been outscored 18 to 4 by the Yankees, then 4-1 by the Padres, followed by 12 to 5 and 19 to 5 by the Padres. You know what? Actually, let's go back one more game. It was 8-0 against the Yankees, 18-4 against the Yankees, then 4-1 against the Padres, then 12-5 and 19-5 against the Padres. Wow. One area where the Pirates have to improve is fielding when they come back to PNC Park. Derek Shelton's team made two errors in Wednesday's win via ESPN.com. That is now 52 errors on the season, tying Colorado for the most in the majors. The Bucks made eight errors in the three games against St. Louis. That's the most in a series, again, according to ESPN.com, since 2012 when it made three against the Cubs. However, say it with me now, it's all about development, so these things will happen. We always say that, right? It's all about development, so these things are going to happen. Well, it happens a lot. Granted, that has kind of been the case since, what, pretty much nonstop following the 2015 wildcard game, right? I suppose that's a podcast for another day, though. Maybe it could be Friday if the Pirates can't manage to get a win against the Cubs in that series. And we mentioned the Cubs really stink right now. Did I make that clear enough? Okay, good. But the Giants have won seven of their last ten games and currently occupy the National League's final wildcard slots. The Pirates have to start with them. And the Cubs, they've got to face Joe Musgrove and the Padres today. Good luck with that. 7-0 Musgrove with a 150 ERA. If you want to parlay that with the Angels and Shohei Itani against the Mariners, it's a plus 180 payout. 
If you want to parlay it with the Blue Jays and the Red Sox at minus 275 and 159, respectively, it pays out at plus 242. But back to Reynolds and Bednar with a day off Friday and clearly desperate to end the streak. Derek Shelton let his potential all-star closer finish out the game with a two and two-thirds innings pitched performance. Uh, He paid off the decision by totaling four strikeouts over 43 pitches. His ERA is down to 114, and he hasn't given up a run in four appearances in June. Reynolds has been the real story of the month, though. Over 14 games, he's batting 404 with a slugging percentage, actually make that an OPS, rather, of 1.131 that includes four homers, and he's driven in nine runs and scored 11 times. So if you want to play individual performances, look for Reynolds to stay hot against San Francisco and the Cubs. He's at 257, 11 homers, and 21 RBI. That doesn't look like much, but through the first two months of the season, he was at 212 with five homers and 12 RBI. So it's been quite a jump. During the eight-game road trip through Atlanta and St. Louis, Reynolds had 15 hits, three homers, and seven RBIs. Now it would be nice if some of the rest of the Pirates get things going this month as the team returns home for seven games starting on Friday. Uh, All right, when we come back, we talk U.S. Open. Uh, I mentioned that before, all the boosted bets that you can get on Bet Rivers. Brian Taylor of Real Golf Radio. You've heard Brian Taylor here with me before. Uh, he was on with us before the PGA. Now he's back on with us again for the U.S. Open. Try to get him on for the British as well. Make sure you check out Real Golf Radio's coverage of the U.S. Open and stay abreast of your bets that way. But Brian joins us next to not only talk, talk about the course and talk about the U.S. Open, but also discuss the LIV golf controversy that's hanging over the sport and hanging over the event. That's next here on the Pittsburgh CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. We're back in 30 seconds. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh, must be 21, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting set for the U.S. Open, that means it's time to check in with our friend Brian Taylor from Real Golf Radio. You can check him out there, realgolfradio.com. My former co-host during our weekend show, we worked together a long time ago in Salt Lake City. He's gone on to big things in the golf broadcasting world. Listen to him with Bobby Casper as we get ready for some U.S. Open coverage. Uh, Brian, first and foremost, though, I got to ask you, has there been a rival launch to Real Golf Radio? Is there LIV <laughs> or Live Golf Radio out there? Uh, that's good. Nobody's asked me that, Tim. I like that. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, you know, here we are uh, at one of the most historic venues in American golf. And it's uh, shrouded in in live golf talk from uh, from a week ago and what's happened over the last couple of years. I'm sure we'll talk about it. it it's 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 the big story. And you know, here we are on the opening round. I'm excited to, to talk about some golf as you know as we as we go along throughout the week. But it certainly has has been the bigger story, sadly. I don't know how you get away from talking about it because I'm scanning through stories. I'm trying to get some takes on. The course in Brookline, Massachusetts, um, the Country Club, uh, you know, and I'm trying to get some insight on the layout, the golfers, who's favored, that sort of thing. And I'm just inundated with different stories, different takes, different views on the rival golf tour. 
How have you approached it on your program? Yeah, there's no staying away from it. You know, I mean, golf is is rather bland. It's pretty vanilla uh, for the most part. I mean, in the 20-plus years we've been doing this show, you just don't have that many controversies. Tiger Woods, of course, you know, ha- had a couple episodes. But um, for the most part, it's <clears throat> it's it's pretty – pretty straightforward and so when you get something like this the news media as you know yeah they want to sell papers uh or digital you know clicks and books and all the things that go along with that so it's a hot topic and 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 on it's not just uh it's not just a hot news story there's a lot to this and and this will shape potentially a professional golf in the future and and is i i I think is a is a real threat to the pga tour which is saying a lot right there's as established as the PGA tour is. So, uh, no, we're talking about it. Uh, it's, it's, there's, it's very polarizing, not only for the players, but also for the fan base. It's interesting how many people, excuse me, find themselves wanting to defend these players and, um, and, and suddenly are turning against the PGA tour. And, And I don't know what kind of vested interest these fans have in, in that, but they, they seem to be very passionate that way. And, and really wanting to support these guys in being independent contractors, being able to play wherever they want. So it, it's it's really a polarizing, um, interesting situation. If the Saudis weren't behind this and it was another rival golf tour, would more people just leap to it? Is the only thing keeping some from doing so the politics involved, the PR involved? What do you think? Yeah, so where the money's coming from is is a big big issue for sure. Um, I, I don't I, I don't think that anyone is pretending that the PGA Tour doesn't have areas in which it can be better. Uh, I, I would argue, and I I do this somewhat for a living. I watch a lot of golf, and and it's I think golf gets stale. You know, you've got four rounds, seventy two holes. Uh, the television coverage sometimes is unwatchable because of the number of commercials. Uh, I, I do think there are some ways that you can try to infuse some more excitement to try to grab the next generation of uh, of viewers, sports fans, golf fans, whose attention spans are are shorter. You know, we're 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 all getting in these small attention spans due to social media getting quick clips and and that type of thing. And so um, I do think there's areas for improvement. Now, um, there really seems to be two major things at at factor here. One is obviously the Saudis, and that's a big deal. And and Commissioner Monaghan said, you know, on on the Canadian Open broadcast last week, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Uh, So that's the one side. The second thing seems to be this idea that the top players – should be paid more money because it's a top player. It's a star driven league and golf at the root of professional golf is a meritocracy where, you know, it doesn't matter what your resume is. doesn't matter how much money you have in your account or how many majors you've won. If you don't play well, the first two days, you're going home without a check and the same token guys that have been journeymen for a long time can have four good weeks and change their lives and win multiple millions of dollars. And for me, that's a great appeal to the game of golf, always has been. And so those two things seem to be major issues. Phil Mickelson 
um, suggesting that he, he, he thinks the tour keeps too much money and should distribute more of it to the players. Tiger Woods has been firm in saying, you know, he disagrees with way, the way Phil sees the, the, the tour should be run. And this is a guy that's a billionaire now, according to you know, recent magazines. So um, uh, my opinion is, you know, I, well, I just kind of stated it, but the Tiger Woods is the one guy that I would suggest should be, you know, compensated. He transcends the game and he's the only, and he's the one guy that's not complaining, not the one guy, but he's, he's not complaining. So uh, I, I think there's some room for improvement, but I think a lot more guy a lot more guys would say, Hey, I'll take this money grab. If, uh, if it didn't have so many uh, political implications, it's, it's a bad look for sure. Brian Taylor, real golf radio, Brian, Last thing on this, then we'll get to the open itself. But, you know, as a utter golf novice that I am, when I watch golf, I watch for the history of the events, I watch for the courses, and I watch for the players, the names. So if some of the names go, I would think then that the two things that the PGA Tour has going for it are, A, where do they play their tournaments, and B, the history of the tournaments themselves. Would LIV yeah. ever catch up in those regards, even if they do take a lot of players? Yeah, that's. I think you're hitting on it, right? I think that's what's missing is is the legacy and the courses. Uh, now, they're going to play some good golf courses, you know, uh, and that's one of the, I think, weak arguments is, you know, Phil Mickelson talked about in his press conference that, you know, the Live Golf Tour is going to take golf around the world to different places well they were just outside of london and there's been a lot of golf played outside of london uh they're going to go to portland they're going to go to new jersey i mean there's a lot of golf played in those areas so i don't necessarily see that being the case and and the things that rory mcelroy john rom have been most vocal about is that legacy is playing where the greats of the game have played and measuring yourself against those uh their performance on those at those events on those golf courses um now having the players is a big deal a lot of people will tune in if they recognize a player if they don't recognize a player regardless how well they're playing they might not be interested in watching and so i think having some of these bigger name players actually leave is the real threat to the product and, and what you're selling. And so if that being the case, I think that's why the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan are being pretty uh, aggressive in how they're responding to this, and, and rightly so. I think it, it, it would potentially trickle down to making purse sizes smaller if the sponsors say, hey, I'm not getting the product that I wanted to get, so I don't want to invest the amount of money that I once was. That trickles down to the journeyman, the rest of the field, in, in what they are playing for. And so when you when Phil Mickelson says obnoxious greed in referencing the PGA Tour, it, it really comes right back on him and those players that are taking the obnoxious greed and the money grab from the Saudi League and leaving the rest of their PGA Tour brethren, you know, sort of uh, hanging here. So um, I, I think it goes both ways, but I think it's a, a real threat. And I think um, I, I, I think the PGA Tour will, will respond appropriately and, uh, and and hopefully make some changes and, and keep most of the today's great players, not yesterday's great players, uh, which seem to be the ones defecting over to live golf. What about TV? What about the TV network deals? <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, there are, so currently there's no TV network, right? So it's YouTube or it's uh, Facebook Live or um, it's their own you know website. So that's that's the only place that you can watch it. I tuned in a little bit. It wasn't this revolutionary thing. They tried to make it like a Formula One lineup on the, along the sidebar as far as the leaderboard is concerned. To me, that didn't necessarily grab me. I also don't necessarily like the fact that the winning shot could happen on any hole on the golf course. It's hard to follow. It's hard to know. Are you in the right position as fans? You don't build up to the final hole uh it's just oh hey over on 13 somebody made a birdie and that ended up being the winning putt uh it's i don't i don't see how that's fun and exciting and new to me it's confusing and hard to follow and and it's not tournament golf so um i i I don't know that the the networks will pick up on it i think there were about a hundred thousand people that that maybe tuned in over youtube and on the on the facebook channel it got up to maybe like 3,800 viewers at any one time so that's hardly something that uh, tv network is going to sign on for as far as the u.s open goes brian for those that are playing for those that are in the liv tour that are playing how's it going politically it's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, we're just here on the morning of. Uh, I'm anxious to see what happens. I, I noticed that Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau uh, are teeing off at the exact same time, uh, one on the off the first tee and one off the second tee at 147 Eastern. And so, you know, I, <laughs> I – I I've been doing this long enough that I know that tee times at major championships are not random. It doesn't just, Hey, there's a coincidence. (laughs) And so uh, that, that will be interesting. Uh, So if you're out there to the Boston crowds out there to, to heckle the, 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 the the defectors, uh, they're going to have to split, yeah, they're 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 sides of the golf course and either follow Bryson or Phil off one or ten. But you know, the the questioning that these guys are getting, look, <clears throat> Tim, here here's what's interesting. Phil Mickelson looked like the most miserable person I've ever seen for someone who just signed a two hundred million dollar contract. I mean, think about that. If you just signed a two hundred million dollar contract, guaranteed money. It's in your account. You should be like flying, right? You should be like feeling like this is the greatest thing ever. And he was he was closed. He was sullen. He was defensive. He was, um, he wasn't Phil Mickelson. And, and so it, it's, it's clear that they're trying to put on a good face. It's clear that they're, they're, they're pretending a, a lie that, that everything is good and, and, and right about what they're doing when clearly it's not. And so it's, it's just a unique situation. And I, I am interested to see how, uh, today and, and tomorrow, the, the Boston crowd reacts to these players. Who's going to win it? Uh, I saw Rory was the betting favorite going in at plus 900. Justin Thomas was right behind him, I think at like plus 1,100. Uh, I saw Scotty Scheffler in that range, John Rahm too. Uh, that seems to be the four-pack of guys that can win at odds, bouncing around anywhere between, like I said, plus 900 and plus 11. And there's a little bit of a cut line there. Uh, do you see anybody on that second tier that has a chance of winning it, or is it basically one of those four? Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's hard to bet chalk in golf, you know, except when Tiger Woods, it was Tiger versus the field back in the day. That was the one time where, you you know, he just continued to, to uh, impress us uh, tournament after tournament, major after major. But, hey, those guys are all great. Look, we saw a great show from Rory and Justin and, and Tony Finau at the Canadian Open last weekend. They're playing good golf. Justin Thomas obviously won the most recent major championship and Scotty Scheffler, the one before that at the Masters. And so, yeah, I mean, 
it, the, the, those are those are great picks, and those guys seem to be in form. Uh, so I have no problem with that. The, the couple guys that I'm looking at, one is uh, Xander Shoffley. You know, when I was doing prep for this, I was surprised that uh, our, our Olympic gold medal winner um, is has played in five U.S. Opens, and his worst finish is seventh. Now that's some really good play uh, by by Xander Shoffley, and, and and then further you look at his stats and what he's doing this year, and he's top 10 in strokes gained. I mean, his, he's in form and he's trending. He's playing some good golf despite uh, surprisingly missing the cut of the Masters and the Players' Championship since that point in time has been playing well. So um, I, I like uh, Xander Shoffley this week. And uh, they also give you a gold medal for winning the U.S. Open along with the trophy and the check. And so uh, there's a guy that's comfortable with the gold medal. Uh, Tony Finau could be an interesting pick as well. Um, Tony obviously is coming off of a good weekend. His big bugaboo is always – the the putter and he led the field in strokes gained putting only needed 50 putts last weekend and uh, he's played in six u.s opens and his best finishes have come on the east coast uh, at shinnecock and at wingfoot and so this is one of those old style new england golf courses that uh, tony finau probably will play well he's going to have an advantage talking to one shorter hitter this week he's concerned that he's going to struggle as the greens continue to firm up and brown out because he doesn't hit the ball high enough with enough spin to hold these greens guys like tony finau uh that have length they're coming in with shorter clubs more spin more control, more hold. That's going to give the long player some advantage there. So those are a couple of guys that I'm looking at uh, that could potentially be first-time major winners this week. Finally, Brian, the course itself, you talked a little bit about it there. Uh, it's been around in Boston since 1882, hasn't hosted the U.S. Open since 1988, uh, simply called the Country Club. Yeah, so just outside of Boston where the – where the Boston, uh, you know, elite would go and, and uh, recreate. There was a, a track there, uh, a lot of horses, and um, and uh, I think they played some uh, uh, polo and, and things like that. Well, but, this was um, Brady's home course, right, when he was living in Boston and playing for the Patriots? Uh, if it wasn't, it should be. Uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> that actually for sure, but uh, it's it, this is one of the original five ma- uh, founding members clubs of the united states golf association so again a lot of history in 1913 the u.s open was played there and francis we met if you watch the disney movie the greatest game uh francis we met played by shia labeouf at the time uh he was a a 20 year old amateur and he and he took down the british superstars of harry varden and ted ray and um you know this was a big moment in american golf because at that time the you know the, the the british didn't even take american golf seriously you know it was it was sort of like uh, MLS soccer when it started up. The Premier League just scoffed at it. And so uh, for, a, for a, an American amateur to uh, step up and, and beat these giants was huge. And then, you know, you had, I think it was 1963, you had Arnold Palmer trying to win the U.S. Open and Julius Burroughs beat him in a playoff. And then in 1988, Curtis Strange won the first of his back-to-back U.S. Opens uh, by defeating um, uh, Nick Faldo in a playoff who was, you know, so it seems like, if you're looking at the history of this golf course, the big names are there, but it's a bit of a surprise, albeit accomplished uh, winner that, that eventually uh, comes out on top. So uh, it, it's a neat golf course, some rocky outcrops, fescue, like I said, that old school New England style golf course. There's some blind tee shots, which is a bit unique. It's only playing 7,200 yard par 70. That's short for today's standards, but um, it, it should be a great test um, with some, some tricky rough, yeah, small greens and and firm putting surfaces, and uh, I think it'll it'll be a fun test to watch with these guys. 
Ryan, where can people find you this weekend to listen to U.S. Open coverage? How do they track you down? Yeah, I mean, I think the best place is uh, search Real Golf Radio on your favorite podcaster site. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Real Golf. We'll post it all there, and uh, you can from our Twitter handle we have uh, links to uh, all of the uh, iHeartRadio and uh, SiriusXM links where you can catch us as well. So yeah, appreciate that, Tim. Always fun to talk it. And uh, again, uh, I love I love this uh, this this tournament. It's probably going to be one of those where under par wins, but my, there might only be ten guys that that, that break par. It's going to be a good test. All right, so my thanks to Brian Taylor from Real Golf Radio. Make sure you listen to Brian throughout the weekend and get all the updates you need to follow your golf bets. Uh, Go back and listen to the start of the podcast again if you want the details on the boosts that we've got for the U.S. Open via Bet Rivers. I will be at the Rivers Casino tomorrow filling in for Mark Madden. So make sure you come by and say hello. We'll have golf on there, I'm sure as well as plenty of baseball, too. And then I'm in for Mark again on Monday. We will have Madden Monday, though. Even though Mark is off, he'll check in from Vegas on Sunday night. We'll tape that up and have it for you on Monday. Mike Pursuta and Brian Metzer next week as well as we embark on another week of the Pittsburgh CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com.